Good morning, good morning. Breakfast today is sponsored by Ralph Sid in honor of Sammy Sutton. Breakfast is sponsored also by Freddie Eni as a Su'udat Oda'ah for being alive, Be'ezat Hashem, for many, many more years with us. Uh, the cold brew is uh, sponsored, loving memory of the Lulian Ishmad, Mordechai ben Rivka. Alava Shalom, sponsored anonymously. Okay, we're going to get Sherlock Holmes in here to find out who uh, the cold brew sponsor is. Shtabach Shemo. Okay, Rabotai. Uh, I went up to the Torah today. I was thinking about whether or not to speak about it. And then I had an aliyah in the Torah, and I got specifically this aliyah. So I thought maybe that's a sign from Shamaim that Hashem wants me to speak about it. Listen what it says. <clears throat> Abraham serves these three people who he thinks are regular people. He thinks they're uh, Arabs wandering in the desert. It turns out that they're malachim, that they're angels. And they turn to him and they say, after they eat everything, and they say to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, behold, she is in the oil. One more time. So they say to him, where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, she is in the tent. So I just want to point out. Uh, let's look at Rashi. Rashi says, There's dots on the word elav. Three dots. How many letters is the word elav? Aleph, lamed, yud, vav. How many dots are there? Three dots. Which one does it have the dot on? Which letters? Aleph, Yud, and Vav. It skips the Lamed. Okay? Now, Nakud al Aleph Yud Vav. Vitanya, and the, the, the Braita teaches us, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Omer, Komakom, Shakatav, Rabal, and anytime that there are more letters than dots. You expound and you understand that the message that's being communicated is in the letters because there's more letters than dots. And when the nikuda is more than the uh, than the letters, Vatadoresha Nikuda. Sha'alu Avraham. Also Sarah, they asked, Ayo, what does Ayo mean? Ayeh means, where is she in a feminine? Ayeh, where do we say Ayeh? In the, in Kete Jinulecha, we say it on Shabbat, Ayeh Mekom Kebodolah, right? That's what we say. So, what does Ayoh mean? Ayoh means, where is he in the masculine? So, the Pasuk says, Ayeh Tzara but the Nikudot on the word Elav tell us, Aleph, Yud, and Vav, those are the letters that are brought out to teach us that they also asked, Ayo, where is he? Now, let's take a look one more time. I, I want to bring this out because it's very important. Sha'afta Sarah, Sha'alu Ayo, Ayo Avraham. They also asked, where is Avraham? Lamadnu, what do we learn from here? She'yish'al Adam be'achsanya shelo. A person should always ask if they're staying at a, as a guest at somebody. Le'ish ala isha, they should ask the man about his wife. Will isha ala ish, and on the, to the woman, they should ask about the husband. Ita, what do we, uh, the Gemara Baba Metziah brings down, the angels of heaven, they knew exactly where Sarah was. In order to make known that she was uh, sinua, she was modest, that all the men were hanging out at the table, she didn't feel the need to be hanging out with them, she felt that that was maybe a place for them, but that she doesn't have to be hanging out with the boys. So she was Sanua, she was inside the tent at that time. Kedel Haveva al Ba'ala, in order to make her more beloved on her husband.
Okay? Now that's the first opinion in the Gemara. I'm going to bring you to the second opinion in the Gemara about why they asked about Sarah, his wife. I'll bring you to another opinion in Gemara soon. But before we do that, Rabotai, I want to point out one other element in the parasha, in the pasuk that follows, which is very strange. So one more time. They open up. What's the first thing out of their mouth? What's the first thing they said? They asked, where is Sarai, your wife? That was the first thing they asked. And he said, and he said, she's in the tent. She's tzanua, she's modest. Vayomer, so the angel continued and said, Shov ashuv elecha, I'm going to return uh, again to you, ke'et haya, this time next year, ben, and behold, there will be a son, the Sarai Yishtecha, to Sarai, your wife. Now the pasuk ends and says, v'sarah shomat, and Sarai is listening, petach oil at the entrance to the tent, v'hu aharav, and it, v'hu and he, aharav, was after him, Okay? So Rashi says, what does this pasuk mean? So now they give him this amazing news that Sarah is about to have a son. She's going to have a son in the next year. And the pasuk tells us, because it's about to tell us that Sarah was laughing, but it tells us Sarah is listening in the opening of the tent. But then the pasuk says something which is very, very puzzling. And I've been thinking a lot about this, and I really don't have a good answer. I looked at all the mifashim. I saw a few different mifashim give answers, but I don't understand really uh, the power of the answer, how it answers the question. You want to tell me that the Malach gave the Besorah this good news to Abraham. I get it. He gave this great news that a miracle was about to occur, that they were going to have a child. You want to tell me that Sarah hears the miraculous news? Fantastic. I get it. He's standing at the entrance of the tent. Vihu aharav. In the entrance of the tent, Rashi says, Hu aharav. What does it refer to? Vihu aharav, Rashi on the spot. Says, The opening of the tent was behind the angel. What in the world is the purpose of these words? One more time. You're telling me the news? I get it. Sarah heard the news? I got it. Who cares if the opening of the tent was behind the malach, was the side of the malach, was behind Abraham Avinu? Why is that relevant to the story here at all? And Rashi even goes on to explain, Shh, Rabotai. Rashi even goes on to explain which means it's not referring to the malach it's referring to the opening of the tent almost as if that solves this mystery for us it makes it easier to understand that's after all Rashi's job to give us the simple interpretation of the text Rabbi I want to share with you something magnificent we're going to come to that in a minute I want to share with you something magnificent Rashi began by quoting Gemara that says that we're learning from here a tremendous lesson, a lesson of Derech Eretz, a lesson of how a person is supposed to be a guest. How is a person a guest? It is the way of a person who is an Oreach, he should ask the wife about the husband and the husband about the wife. So I actually fooled you all. I asked you what were the first words out of their mouth and you all said, But actually, what does it say here? And what did Rashi expound on the word elav? There's a dot above Aleph, Yud and Vav, to tell you that really it was saying, Ayo, where is he? That means that the first words out of the Malach's mouth was not Ayeh, because that comes one word later. The first word out of the Malach's mouth was, Ayo, where is he? Who did the Malach ask Ayo? Where is he to? Who did he ask it to? 
Sarah, he knows where Sarah is. He's already asked her the first question. Do you hear? From this we learn that the second question he asked, Ayes Sarah Yishtecha, could be for no other purpose other than in order that Abraham should answer, you know where my wife is? My wife is inside the tent, Abus Hayata. She's such a sadeket. It's all the guys over here. There's no, the women are not hanging out at the table. So she doesn't feel like she wants to be with us. She's Sanua and she's modest. They knew where he, she was. They'd already engaged with her. But they asked Abraham. So Abraham could say, you know where my wife is? She's in the tent. When Abraham says the words, what happens? He thinks to himself, what a special woman his wife is. What a sadeket. Kedel haveva. In order to make her beloved to her husband. Now we understand why the hu aharav is important. Where is the opening of the tent? Behind the malach. Avraham thinks the malach is what? Is not a malach, but rather a person. So therefore, it makes sense that the angel is asking, in all innocence, where is your wife? Because where is the door and Sarah standing? Behind him. So therefore, when he asked Abraham, it actually generated a feeling in Abraham, which was nice. Imagine if the malach could see Sarah standing right there. And he says to Abraham, where's your wife? And she's right there. That seems not, uh, doesn't bring out chibub. It brings out the guy's a weirdo, right? So that's why it's important, the setup of the pasuk. But the lesson, Rabutai, that we learned from here is magnificent. That means that what we learn from here as, as an orach, as a guest, but actually, not just as an orach, as a regular person, whenever we meet somebody, we always talk about the idea of lifting a person up, of giving them a compliment, of teaching them and making them feel that they are important in your eyes. Like the Pasuk says about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that God is the one who binds up the broken bones. He binds up their sadness, their problems, their issues. And how does he do that? How does God do that? He does it by two things. He counts them each like they're precious. And also, what else does he do? He calls them. He calls them all by their names. The very fact that he remembered their names, that he counts them, it's something that binds up the feeling of the brokenhearted, that they feel important. Not only is it true when you're a guest, but it's also true, Rabotai, whenever you meet a person. We think a lot of times to compliment someone, but to tell someone about what a wonderful person their wife is, or what a wonderful person their husband is, is one of the biggest mitzvot you could do in the whole world. Why? Because the relationship between husband and wife is the most important thing, or at least it should be, between each husband and their wife. It's the most important relationship to them in the world. What would they do without each other? What would they give to save or to help each other? Everything, they would take a bullet for one another. So to be mehavev, to bring joy to them. And in fact, if one looks, there's a magnificent mitzvah, a mitzvah actually that saves lives, the mitzvah of simchat, Hatan Vikala, bringing joy to the Hatan and Kala. And how do we bring joy to the Hatan and Kala? You don't dance, although you can. You don't juggle, although you can. You don't light your hat on fire, although you can. What do you say? Ketzad Miragdin Lifnea Kala, Kala Naa, Kala Yaa, Vahasuda. You tell the Hatan what a wonderful Kala he got in his wife. Rabutai, a lot of times a husband is not aware of how special his wife is, even though he knows her better than everybody else. And you know why? Because he got used to her. 
And the longer a person has someone that's really kind and giving and forgiving and is uh, always looking out for somebody else, the more they take that for granted. Oh, that's just that person. That's just their personality. But when you look at it and you point out how special she was, when you came to the house, when she served you, she got the extra bread, I'm sitting there one second, they're running to try and help me. That brings out also an extra level of hivub, of, uh, of closeness between the husband and the wife. And the flip side also, ayo, I think as well, that's an even more important thing here. We're learning another lesson of siniut here. To ask where is your wife is considered something which is inappropriate. Because why are you asking about a married woman? But the reason why it was okay for the malachim to ask is because first they asked they asked her about him. So once it was done in a way where it's clear that they're asking only for the sake of being, of bringing extra haibub, what was Sarah's response? Where's Abraham? Abraham's running around like a maniac trying to serve you. What a wonderful thing this is to bring people compliments, not just to them, of themselves, but to bring them compliments of the people that they love. I want to tell you, there's no greater thing you could do for my father or my mother than tell them what a Kiddush Hashem me or one of my brothers are making or how much Torah we're teaching or what a thing, you know, something nice that we did because you, you, they're, they, you can see they're floating down cloud nine. It's unbelievable. So it's true about a husband to a wife. It's true about parents to children. And it's true about pa- children to their parents. Like the Pasuk says, You're giving them a crown. You're giving them tiferet when you tell them about how special their husband, their wife, their father, their child is. Each time a person can compliment the people who are dear to someone else, what happens? All of a sudden something magnificent happens. Rabotai, I want to end just with this. I remember one time in London, right before I was leaving, so I think it was the last Shabbat, and someone sent a magnificent card saying about how special, you know, they, they, how special we were to the community and how much they, you know, how much love there was and, you know, and they listed like all the accomplishments that we'd done there in 13 years and they brought us a magnificent gift. I looked down to see who brought us such a special gift and who wrote a card that brought me to tears. And what does it say at the bottom? Just like the cold brew coffee, anonymous. I can't tell you what a gift that was. You know why? Because now every guy you're looking at, you're thinking... <laughs> Maybe it's him. Maybe it's them. Maybe it's this. You don't know. So you just feel with a feel filled with a feeling of warmth for the whole kihila. Rabotai. Here's a guy who tried to make me feel good, but wound up making not just improving my relationship with him. He wound up improving my relationship with others. What an unbelievable gift to give to somebody. To give them the gift of love and connection with other people. That's a magnificent, beautiful thing. Rabotai, if we should be Zokheh to be the children of Abraham Avinu, each time one, the other, uh, eventually, Be'ezrat Hashem Hashem will bless us in our marriages and with our children and with our friends. Be'ezrat Hashem, Me'ata, Ve'ad, Olam. Rabbi Hananya, Me'nakash, Amir,